to The Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 221st episode, our guest is Governor Eric Holcomb. Eric Holcomb is the 51st governor of the state of Indiana. Starting in March 2020, I had the opportunity to participate virtually in dozens and dozens of televised press conferences with Governor Holcomb and other state officials. These were mostly centered around the COVID-19 pandemic, but other topics were also discussed. For a complete list, check the show notes. This is actually the second year in a row I have been invited to sit down for a one-on-one interview with Governor Holcomb at the governor's office at the Indiana State House. Last year, I did so in my role as editor of the Wabash Plain Dealer. This year, Governor Holcomb was a guest of the Rob Burgess Show. Thank you to Governor Holcomb and his staff, especially Governor's fellow, Abriana Carnes, and Press Secretary Aaron Murphy for taking the time and for helping to set this up. And now on to the show. Thank you uh, for taking the time. It's, sure. it's a real honor. So, uh, thanks for coming here. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry to hear you were briefly hospitalized for pneumonia recently. Are you feeling okay now? Or? I feel, I wish it didn't take getting sick to feel so good, um, but uh, credit to the, all the doctors and nurses and assistants and everyone that I came in contact with. And, the medicine worked. I was a good patient. I didn't uh, once. Once my wife and actually Dr. Box conspired and, and uh, got me to see the light to, to go in and just get checked out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was just a lingering cough I was lugging around, and it turned out it was more than that. And it, it ended up being the norovirus in addition to Ooh. pneumonia. Oh no! And the norovirus is. Like the common cruise ship. Oh, okay. And I haven't been on a cruise, but I've uh, <laughs> cruised around a lot of places, right. but I haven't been on a cruise. Uh, but it was just those kind of things collided at the mm. same time, and that's what dropped me. But three days later and on medication, uh, it just it turned the ship around and oh, I feel great now. Okay, yeah. well that's great. Um, so like I said, it's been all, almost a whole year since we've spoken, which is huh. funny to me because we used to talk almost every yeah. single week. You never call, you um, never write. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that was just an amazing amount of access for journalists and readers across the state. Uh, for people that were watching, I don't think they realized, but you never, like, you never asked me what I was going to ask beforehand. You answered everything off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. I was just very impressed with that. So I think that was kudos to you for, for doing you. that. So. I, I have described it to others because I still get out and about, and I still hear about it. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you should take credit, too. I'm not pandering here, but <laughs> you should take credit because that was a service um, from a media perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think what was so important and was so different than some other states was it was as if people, Hoosiers went to Oz and the curtain got pulled back Mm -hmm. and they got to see the Department of Workforce Development or the Department of Health or NDOT or the governor's office and they got to see that these are just real people. And then they got to hear from reporters Mm -hmm. from real towns. Right. Not just the capital city press corps. No offense, but... It was different. Yeah. And, and, and one day when I write the book, it'll be a, 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 it'll be a significant chapter. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. It was amazing. 
I even got to announce that my uh, child was born on, across the, on television. So it was incredible. And we're having our fourth child now. I can no! announce that too. So. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, hopefully we'll be a little more prepared this time as opposed to the <laughs> surprise delivery. But <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Before uh, Christmas or right uh, in uh, April, actually. Oh, okay. so, yeah, gotcha. we got a few months to get it prepared. Gotcha. So <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around it. Congratulations so. to you. Thank all. you. Thank you. Um, but I uh, wanted to ask about some trips you've been taking internationally. Um, I wanted to know a little bit more about your trip to Taiwan in mm -hmm. August. Um, I know that's been a source of rising tensions between China and the U.S. and our supply of semiconductors comes from there. And then I also know that around that same time, the CHIPS Act mm -hmm. had also went into effect, and our own Senator Young obviously been very involved in that. Yep. Um, what did you hear? What did you see there? Why was that trip important to you? Well, you're not part of the solution if you don't show up. And I always say if you're uh, not at the table, you're probably on the menu. And uh, I'd like to, um, to the extent that we can, control our own destiny, which requires you to be present uh, with folks who are trying to solve the problem. This problem was uh, over-dependence on a certain source and it not being onshore. This is after you know, discussions with various sectors in the economy, auto included, uh, defense. Um, and, and so we were in contact with multiple parts of that sector um, and uh, whether it be suppliers or manufacturers or packagers or testers or we wanted to make sure that we could build this ecosystem if we got in, understanding that hundreds of billions of dollars would be seeking a home, whether it be Skywater or Intel or you fill in the blank, NVIDIA or you know, you name you name it, they're seeking places to grow. And for our state to have Purdue University, Notre Dame, Indiana University, Rose-Hulman, Ivy Tech, Vincennes University, some of the high schools that are really leaning into STEM and really um, harnessing those talents at an early age, it was, you know, it would have been malpractice for me not to show up to try to partner with the people who are trying to solve this issue globally. So I could, I won't. But I could go to Seoul or Taipei every other month, and it would not be wasted time mm -hmm. for us or them. Right. Uh, now, having said that, if you look at the way we're building this ecosystem, whether it be MediaTek or the four, the four semiconductor-related businesses that we announced down at Westgate, at Crane, mm -hmm. or, uh, or Skywater, uh, there's a reason why... Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo, Secretary of State Tony uh, Blinken came um, came to Indiana. It was because we're putting together, we're snapping these pieces of this puzzle together like few other states or countries in the world are. And so when you look out at our economic security and our national security, and you go, who's, whether it's out of patriotic duty or economic, pure economic greed or gain. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a place where a 
company can grow and um, ease the burden of supply chain pain and turn that into their and our gain. And so extremely important that we got in the game. There were other states, you know, you just kind of before, there were other states like Arizona, like California for sure, Silicon mm-hmm. Valley, Arizona, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I applaud them for being so. And New York, where, you know, there's a foundry that's been there for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Senator, you mentioned Senator Young, alongside with Senator Schumer, mm-hmm. this bipartisan effort. Mm-hmm. Schumer representing New York, mm-hmm. uh, huge advantage because they've got a foundry. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the Midwest wasn't flyover country mm-hmm. and that when you look at the engineering schools that are all within a stone's throw of one another mm-hmm. um, Michigan Michigan State uh, Ohio State Purdue Notre Dame all of ours um, Rolls-Holman all of a sudden this is a thriving beating mm-hmm. part of the heartland right and but you got to tell the story Mm-hmm. And you got to tell the story of GED to PhD talent access because mm-hmm. some of these companies need seventy percent um, four-year degrees mm-hmm. or PhDs. Some of them need fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same for right. every one of them. They're making different, whether it be cutting edge or mm-hmm. legacy, or is it defense or is it for for your windshield wiper mm-hmm. or you know. Or, or window and for a state like Indiana that has such a rich auto heritage mm-hmm. but has seen the transition my great-grandfather I got a story of him uh, uh, an interview he did in mm-hmm. 1948 he was a blacksmith in Knox County mm-hmm. and he talks of, he came over here in the 1800s late mm-hmm. 1800s Boy, him and his two brothers blacksmiths and they talked about the future of smithing mm-hmm. in this interview. I'll, I'll give you, I'll send you a copy. Okay. It's fascinating if you like history. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, he talked about the future of smithing and how he used to shoe hundreds of horses that would come off the train. Mm-hmm. And he literally said this in the, in the interview. He said, the good Lord gave it and replaced it with rubber. Because mm-hmm. he watched the car replace the horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. And... He basically was optimistic about how do we figure out the future of then mobility. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing that again. Mm-hmm. And so for these auto manufacturers that are in our state and the, the tier ones, the tier twos, the tier threes involved in auto production, semiconductors are increasingly, you know, a, a car is this thing yep. on wheels. Yep. And it's it's connected to everything and, and literally auto manufacturers are trying to figure out how to give you back in maybe 30 minutes in the beginning of your day and 30 minutes at the end of the day because mm-hmm. they're contemplating you can do your last meeting of the day in the car because you're not driving. Mm-hmm. Right. And so AI talks to drives the internet of things. Mm-hmm. And so if there's an accident, your front fender has already communicated right. to the auto mechanic and to your insurance company by the way yeah. and or if you're fueling if you're if you're a part of a fleet of trucks to making deliveries and you're fueling up mm-hmm. the company already knows 
or the company already knows. Cummins engines can tell you what's about to break before it breaks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So it's a very exciting, that's a long-winded answer, but it's a very exciting time Mm -hmm. for a state like Indiana that has prided ourselves in manufacturing to be a leader in research Mm -hmm. and development and testing, just like we were when the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was built to test engines in the first place. Right. Built for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And now here we are, you know, more than a hundred years later, having this answering the same question, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, in November, you addressed COP twenty seven in Egypt. I thought that was pretty significant because, as you noted, you were the first Indiana governor <laughs> to participate in that, and you were the only Midwestern governor of any party, Republican yeah. or Democrat, to yeah. to participate. Why was that important to you, and, and what did you learn while you were there? It originated from an invitation from the UK ambassador when we had a conversation, rewind the tape prior, well, just as COVID was starting to rear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. And we just had a conversation like this, very free-flowing conversation about mm-hmm. all the innovations that were occurring in a state like Indiana, the right. Midwestern, you know, bucolic manufacturing uh, hub. Uh, but the innovations that were coming out of our state mm-hmm. were exciting. And, you know, I started talking about how um, we've, we've got folks looking at hydrogen. We've got folks looking at nuclear. We've got, now we've got Duke and Purdue working on small modular reactors that could play a role. And this was in, before the federal government just recently said, you know, fusion, replacing fission, could be an alternative as well down the road. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, steel manufacturers who are investing hundreds of millions of dollars in this effort or concrete cement manufacturers. And so we were able to go there and talk about innovation, how that will drive improvement, not irrational draconian regulation that maybe sounds good, makes you feel good, but isn't moving the needle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we want to do more in terms of embracing and encouraging, investing in innovation that's going to move the needle. And that gave me a platform. And I knew it was kind of like walking in the lion's den. If, if you were unaware, oblivious, or ignorant about our schedule, uh, while we were there, mm-hmm. who we were meeting with, mm-hmm. but when, but when you're, as you know, you're one of the only, you got the place to yourself, mm-hmm. and you're talking to, you know, working with GM, who's very important to mm-hmm. our state, and working with Heidelberg, who is, owns Lehigh Concrete, mm-hmm. and working with uh, steel manufacturers and our utilities, mm-hmm. who all have very lofty goals. Now, how are we going to realize it? Mm-hmm. And how are we going to continue to provide reliable, affordable, sustainable energy? And it'll be through a mix of things, not mm-hmm. just one. It's not either or. Mm-hmm. or um, but certainly, companies that want renewable, clean energy sources are having more options here. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
Last question. Last question. Sorry. Gee, all right. I well, talk, I could ask I you. I talk a lot. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk again, though. So okay. go, go. Good. Well, I'll save I mean, the rest of these for another time. Yeah. But the final question I always ask on my podcast is, what music have you been listening to lately? That's great. Uh, depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... My friends that I grew up with will not believe me when I say this, mm-hmm. but Andrea... Bocelli oh, is, wow. is um, who I've been obsessed with as of late, um, but that doesn't mean. Didn't they just play? They did. Did you go? Life nice. experience. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Highly, highly recommend it wherever they, the family, go. But that doesn't mean. Yeah. Just because I have Bocelli doesn't mean I don't listen to on occasion. Uh, I, I, I love music and uh-huh. I love a diverse supply of music. So um, anything from Dwight Yoakam to Pearl Jam, okay. <laughs> um, Robert Cray is one of my favorites. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, great. Thank you so much, Governor. You're I very hope welcome. we can talk again. I got, I, I I got more questions. <laughs> I love it. Um, Excellent. Excellent.